welcome to another edition of What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube so you don't miss any of the amazing stories that happen here on The People Chronicles. Um, Dr. Bill Santoro is with us, and I wanted to know, what's the story with the heroin epidemic? That's all we see, in the, not all we see, but we see it a lot in the news. Heroin epidemic, um, epic proportions, and all ages, it's not the that preconceived notion of somebody who is uh, an addict, which you, who's just an addict and they're using heroin. It's across all of society, the best of society. Yes. So they're all wrong names and titles, but what's going on? Well, what happened was um, 15, 20 years ago, doctors were not treating pain as well as we should have. We didn't have the medicines to do it. And then the pharmaceutical industries stepped up and created better medications, and we were told uh, you need to treat pain better. In fact, it, it got to the point where they told us it's the fifth vital sign, uh, that we were actually going to use it as a vital sign to ask how much pain you have. Well, the pendulum swung a little too far. We have very powerful medications, and they ended up getting misused. Uh, for a whole host of reasons that people ended up dependent on them. And then when they got cut off, a, a very common story today is a person comes in, has a legitimate medical problem of pain, gets a prescription, gets a couple of prescriptions, and becomes dependent on it. And the doctor gets scared and says, that's it, I'm not writing for any more of this. The patient then goes out and buys them on the street, realizes that buying these pills on the street are expensive, but you can buy heroin cheaper. Oh, you can buy the pills on the street? Oh, yes. Pills are quite accessible on the street, but they're expensive at $20, $25, $30 a pill as opposed to $10 a bag of heroin. So Does the heroin a bag of heroin equate a pill? Approximately. Uh, so you can get the drugs cheaper, the illicit drugs cheaper than the prescription drugs. So these are all opioids? All Is that opioids. the word they use? Mm -hmm. I, I had read that in the early 90s we had 76 million prescriptions for opioids. And now in 2016, we have 107 or 207? 207, So from 76 million to 207 million prescriptions are written. Are we hurting that much more? Um, I don't think so. I think that doctors, to me, there's, there are three entities that are involved in this. Okay. Um, and all three entities, I believe, have blood on their hands. They're the pharmaceutical industry, the physicians, and the public. And... If we all stop pointing fingers at each other, then I think that we can actually accomplish something and fix the problem. So doctors, let's start with physicians. The physicians um, make a living by writing prescriptions and treating patients. Mm -hmm. They need to respect their prescription pad. They need to be very careful of how much they're writing and for what reason. The pharmaceutical companies they're the ones who are making a living by selling medications or getting doctors to prescribe it and mm -hmm. earning the money by the mm -hmm. prescriptions that are written. They have, they, they have a job, a responsibility to create medicines that are safer. They need to have medicines that can't be altered so that they could be misused. 
taking a pill, crushing it. What do you it. mean by, oh, okay, altering it. Okay. Taking a pill, crushing it, and snorting it, or injecting it. So they have to have deterrence in there that'll stop that. If a pill gets crushed, it doesn't work. If a pill gets melted down, oh, it okay. turns into, it becomes deactivated. So they need to work on their end to make a medication that is less divertible. Okay. Um, the public, when uh, a patient gets a prescription and uses and has a prescription for 30 pills and uses 20 of them and has 10 left over, they need to do something other than leave it in their medicine cabinet. They need to dispose of it properly, which is not throwing it down the toilet and is not throwing it in the trash, which gets to, well, how do I get rid of it? There are take-back uh, programs uh, in here in Reading. I think we the have Exeter it. Police Department does yes, something like that? Yes, the, the police departments have take-back programs. I think that needs to be expanded. It's not there yet, but I think that as far as a plan goes, again, bringing in those three entities, physicians, pharmaceutical industry, and patients, the patient needs to be willing to bring it in. I think that the physicians need to have a hand in taking them back. That's not set up yet. There are rules mm -hmm. and regulations, so I don't want anybody just showing up at the doctor's office tomorrow Same bringing here. them back. Yeah. It's not set up, but it is a goal of mine to create something like that. That's going to cost money, and I think that's where the pharmaceutical industry needs to step up and say, we're going to help fund take-back programs, whether it be at the doctor's office, pharmacies, hospitals, ERs. I think we should have a take-back program that covers the entire spectrum of the health system. It's interesting that you bring up those three prongs because actually right now it's working in reverse. The pharmaceutical companies make the drug, visit the doctors, and encourage you by selling everything, the benefits of this to prescribe the drug, and then they run ads to encourage me to ask you for that prescription. So it, there is a synchronicity happening in reverse. So you're well, saying turn that around yes, and everybody if, cooperate. Exactly, because if you can do it that way, right. then obviously right. we can do it in the reverse. They have the mechanism. It's set up so the pharmaceutical industry needs to be more responsible for their marketing. Mm -hmm. The physicians need to be more responsible for what they write. And the patients need to be more responsible for when they receive it. I like this plan, so I think you should take credit for that and make it happen. <laughs> That's, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. So to get it instituted, I can only imagine, would take years to I'm, make that really happen. I, I believe that we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year, and we underestimate what we ac can accomplish in five years. I think that we can do this faster. How do we do it? I mean, you have an idea. You're obviously talking about it. What if we all want to join in? We want to end this heroin epidemic, which is critical. I mean, people are dying every day. What's our role? Well, I was going to say, you, I, I don't think that the public can help the physicians or the health system or the pharmaceutical companies do their part. But they, if we each do our own part, okay. so the public needs to... When you go into your doctor and he says, I'm going to write a prescription for 30 uh, pills of a pain medication, and you say to them, I don't think I need 30. How oh, about 10? Okay. Give me 10 with a refill. If I need more than 10, I'll go mm -hmm. get it refilled. Now That's you don't idea. have as many. And I don't have to worry about getting them back. That's right. So they can do their part by saying to the doctor, it doesn't hurt that badly. Okay. Or it, it does hurt that badly. But they've got to be honest and figure out what are they going to use and only accept what they need. 
I like the refill. Yeah, and get the refill on ones that are legitimately allowed to get refilled. But there are medicines because on our side, they have made it that certain medications, you cannot have a refill on it because they want to minimize it. But there you can then say to the doctor, I'll call you. If I run low on these, you've only given me 10. If I need more, I'll call you. And then the physician could write another prescription uh, for it. So this is a plan to really address the, the issue and not the symptoms of it. For now, though, we are dealing with the symptoms of this uh, problem, as you've clearly outlined it, and it has been outlined um, in a number of different areas. This, this circular and synchronicity that's happening that created the problem. Heroin addiction was created here in America, not in another country where drugs are being imported, the poppy or whatever. So since we've created it here and we're dealing with it, until we can reverse that, how do we deal with it? I mean, do we deal with it by prescribing other drugs? There are other, med- well, there are many different treatments. I run a non-medical treatment program all the way through to I also run medical treatment programs. Speaking of medical treatment, because everybody knows the non-medical treatment, so for the moment, I'm going to apologize to the non-medical treatment facilities and tell them I am not discounting you by any means, but I'd like to explain some of the medical treatment programs. Uh, medical treatment programs, the newest one is buprenorphine. Um, buprenorphine is a partial agonist, partial antagonist to the mu opioid receptor, meaning it's going to give the person a positive feeling, but only just so much, not a complete positive feeling. Um, whereas so it's not addictive? It can, it, it, you can end up dependent on it, mm-hmm. and you can abuse almost anything in life. Uh, so I wouldn't want to say it's not addictive. The person will become dependent on it. Methadone is a pure agonist. That's going to give you 100% feeling good, but it's such a long-acting one. And if used properly, which is very difficult to do, but when used properly, it will keep the person feeling normal without getting them into the level of being high. Are you then weaned off methadone? Many people are. Some people need to be weaned off over a lifetime. In other words, no, they're not weaned off. Some people can be weaned off. Same thing with buprenorphine. Buprenorphine, you can be weaned off. Uh, I find more people can get weaned off of buprenorphine than methadone. Um, But it has to be done slowly over time. If the person still is getting withdrawals as they get weaned off, then the disease is still present. And if the disease is still present, you shouldn't be weaning them off of it. I keep hearing, um, forgive me if I get the name wrong, is it naprexone, the police department? Naloxone. 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 What is that? Naloxone is Narcan. It's It's a complete antagonist. It blocks and reverses the effects of the agonist of the heroin. So a person, when you overdose on heroin, your brain tells your lungs you don't have to breathe, so you stop breathing. Naloxone comes in and replaces the heroin on the mu opioid receptor, but is not activating it. So it's unactivated but blocked. So you could eliminate overdose deaths. Yes. Uh, but it also has a flip side. If I take away the withdrawal, if I take away the feeling of the high, I am instantly putting that person in withdrawal. And then what? Is well, that another person, risk? Well, not a risk, except that the patient is not very happy. The patient doesn't know okay. they were just near dead. All they know is they were high, and I took that away from them. They could be quite angry. It is very painful. I just put them into withdrawal instantly. And if you add on top of that, many people do what's called speedballs, which is heroin and cocaine. The 
naloxone just took away the heroin. What I'm left with is a person in opiate withdrawal and high on cocaine. This is not a good combination. Yeah, so police department, I believe here in Brooks County, they are equipped with this drug now Some of to them save have. lives. Every one of them has the ability to get it. Not everyone has gotten it. Would you recommend that all police departments have it? Yes, I personally recommend that all police departments have it. And then the police should be prepared for the reaction of the person when they literally save their life. Yes, because in the end, what you've got to decide is do you want to help a person who's angry and agitated get to the hospital, or would you rather help a dead person get to the morgue? And those, in my estimation, are the two choices that a first responder, such as a police officer or a school nurse mm -hmm. or a loved one who happens to have a uh, Narcan um, kit with them. You have to decide, are you going to help this person when they're angry and upset with you, but alive, get to the hospital? Or would you rather help them get to a morgue? It seems... I mean, on the surface, as a no-brainer, if somebody was having an epileptic seizure, you would give them what they need to survive that. But they survive that, and they come out of it not angry. Oh, so there's a, a danger factor. There's a danger factor of the person could become violent. Mm -hmm. And this is mm -hmm. what the police officers... I, I can respect that, and I understand that. Yeah. But I s still have to come back to, but what is the better choice? Leaving them in a withdrawal state where they're going to die or dealing with the fact that they can be very agitated and possibly even violent, but they're going to be alive. Let's say, I presume we're going to deal with that. We're going to administer that drug. How about the people who are with this person who overdosed? What are the chances they're going to call the police? They're doing illicit activities. Well, 80% of patients who, 80% of people who use opiates do it in a group setting with more than one person. Okay. Okay. But 80% of the people that are found dead are found alone. Which that doesn't means, make sense. Well, that's because in a group, you're sitting around and 10 people are sitting around using heroin and one of them drops dead. Everybody runs because they're afraid, if I call the police, if I call an ambulance, I'm going to get arrested. In Pennsylvania, as well as in many other states, there are laws that are proposed or passed to alleviate that, that if a person calls up in good faith to report an overdose or a near death, that that person who's reporting will not be charged with a crime. Is that the so-called 9-11? Yeah, this good, it's, a, it's a form of a Good Samaritan Act. Mm -hmm. In different states, they call it different things. I, I believe, uh, since it's being taped, I don't want to necessarily say the act number, but I believe right. it's Act 139, but I could be wrong on that in Pennsylvania. And it does not protect the drug dealer. Uh, everybody should understand that it doesn't go to the point that if a person is dealing drugs and they want to get out of uh, the cops are coming in, calling up and claiming, oh, I'm calling up to be a good Samaritan. Uh, there are certain things that it will cover and certain things that it will not protect you on. But it will definitely protect the standard person who's with somebody who overdoses, that person will be protected if they call the police or call an ambulance. They will not be charged um, with, drug, uh, with a drug crime. So we have safety nets that are being put in place to address the symptoms, and you have a plan that you've outlined here to address the root of the problem. And hopefully today, or soon, 
those three components, the, me, the patient, you, the doctor, and the pharmaceutical companies can work together to reverse the problem. We need to. We have to work together. Communication and working together is the only way we're going to make any headway in this disease. Thank you for sharing the information with us here on What's the Story on the People Chronicle. Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com.